Welcome, you're listening to On A Slyre. This is third time lucky now. We've had two <laughs> previous iterations of this recording, so let's hope this one doesn't fail. Holden, how's it going? I'm good, mate. Yeah, episode 13. It was never going to go without a hiccup, was it? If I have to hear your description of a Camden Hells again, I might shoot myself. <laughs> Holden's on the Camden Hells. Yeah, you just <laughs> say it. <laughs> of IPAs, <laughs> of which I've already done and has gone straight to my head. Um, the other two, I've got Kvi Session IPA 4.2%, and I've got the Throwing Shapes 6.5% West Coast IPA, which I'm going to now crack on with and probably is going to get me quite pissed. What have we got today, Holden? Uh, right, so just generally, what have you been up to? I mean, we haven't done a pod for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, and the answer is not a lot other than working, eating, shitting, sleeping. Not, not, um, <laughs> Not the most fun couple of weeks, is it? I know it is a bit grim. It's it's all work, no play, isn't it? Kind of vibes. Not to be too cliche, but it's kind of work, get home. And for me, Rosie is um she's gone up to Manchester this week, so I've just been on me bill in the house, sort of going oh, so I'm made up to see you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> grateful for the company. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is a bit like that. It's, it's a bit of feel for the moment, so. We can get through this, guys. We're here to make it better. We're going to be here every week from now until Christmas. We've got new content for you. We're going to save the day. Sly is here to save Christmas, <laughs> even if Bojo won't let us. Um, we've got some shout-outs to start off with, and I think you've got one for Gooksy. Gooksy. Yeah, um, it was uh, Jilksy's birthday the other day. I can't tell how old he was. 21 again, I think. Um, but uh, he uh, he was made up with the show. Right. So was he? The what? Is he the treasurer? He's the treasurer, yeah. So, yeah, he, uh, he, he said thank you very much for the shout out. He was made up with it. So, thank you very much for lovely game of fives. Oh, that, um, mate, that 6.5% throwing shape, back to punch. Tell you what, 6%. Do you know what? I don't think I go past a 5.5. That's 6% of it. Yeah, I'm going to be getting out of here, going in the lounge with Ellis, going, oh, yeah, I'm a celeb. And I'm going to be like, hey, Tiger! I've actually got a shout out for John O'Boyle. So, John O'Boyle, I know he's been listening. Um, after our dentist chat the other week, he slid into my DMs on Twitter and recommended the dentist. Now, I'm too lazy. <laughs> Apparently, they're taking on new patients as of a couple of weeks ago. I'm too lazy and I haven't done that. I'm going to ring them tomorrow. I completely forgot. I do need to get them sorted. But obviously, with a new lockdown, I didn't know it's all up in the air. But that is the kind of thing that this podcast is great for because <laughs> I'm too immature and irresponsible to be sorting out my own dental problems. And I'm guessing that he's had a similar issue and he's found this dentist that will take him on. So, all of us tramps with no teeth, black teeth, bad breath. This place apparently is opening us, opening their surgery to us with open arms. So shout out John O'Boyle for that. Appreciate it. Love that. I'm assuming that's not the John O'Boyle I know. Two different people. I don't know if you've met John O'Boyle. I think you might have. Don't know. Well, I... I don't know. Tweet us in. Tweet us in, yeah. I also <laughs> know a John O'Boyle from school, so I'm guessing it's... Oh, it won't be that. No, 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 no. But it's probably of the same kind of Irish heritage. Yeah, yeah sure. The old boils. Eh? <laughs> right. Opening question. Let's go. Right. It's a bit of a 
crap one, but I, I, I think I, I want to see where you go with it. I've put Marvel films, disgust. Now, if I give my side of it, I think they're absolutely crap. However... Do you, though? Well, this is the thing. I think they're crap. But, like, I know a lot of people watch them. So while Rosie was away, I thought, I'm just going to do a bit of admin and just give one of them a go. So I chucked the Iron Man film on. and Iron Man's good. It, like, my attention was kept. It was like, I was saying, yeah, it's all right, that. So I kind of, I wanted to get your opinion and think, is it worth watching the actual, the the Marvel, the, you know, what the one where they're all there, the Avengers and all that gear? Oh, mate, mate. um, So I I do like Marvel films. I'm not the biggest Marvel fan in the world. Like, some people I know, she shout out, Tommy Ove absolutely loves it. I think Treaders loves it as well. Um, But they'll watch every single individual one and, like, cream over it you know what I mean whereas yeah, yeah. I like to dip in and out of them and when I watch them I will enjoy them but I never really like go to them yeah, you know what yeah. I mean but if I watch one I think fucking hell it's actually epic yeah, then yeah. I'll never choose it <laughs> <laughs> I've got a feeling I'm going to watch it and go Christ I'm missing out here mate mates Avengers right everyone all of the proper Marvel nerds are going to be listening to this thinking oh you don't appreciate Avengers if you haven't seen all and I haven't seen them all and I haven't you know I haven't seen every single Marvel film, but Avengers, even if you haven't seen any of them, is epic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think you need to watch Avengers, Infinity War, and then Endgame. Don't watch Endgame first, but oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Goes off. I'd actually say that's that's my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never expected you to like it. Yes. Oh, mate. mate, you've got to watch it, honestly. It is just epic. So it's the perfect thing to do. If Rosie's away, just whack it on, lights off volume crank it up and then just be like yes yeah that's what i've been thinking me and <laughs> oh mate do it tonight <laughs> up until like when i when i am watching avengers <laughs> yeah. we were actually talking earlier weren't we um i was saying like i drove past so so obviously i turned 27 a few months ago now um and i, I drove past a school earlier gonna get some shopping and uh, there's like all these kids outside obviously and I'm, I'm usually in London this time of day. So I've driven past and there's all these like, parents with their little kids. And the parents are fucking outraged. Like, I was looking at these parents thinking, like, that could be me or you or someone like, that we're mates with. Oh, lad. Just, there's, it, the penny kind of dropped. Like, I'm just sitting at home, messing around all day, working. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> fucking about in general, playing FIFA or whatever, doing the shoot <laughs> podcast for you. There's yeah. people like, who are actually responsible for human beings. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've got a couple of cats, but if yeah. I get sick of them, I just like, I've just locked them out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know what though, lad? I like I said to Rosie the other day, I was like, we we need to start making some life decisions. I'm 30 next year. And like we talk about getting a dog and I and I still, even though yeah. I'm near 30, I'm going, it's a big decision that you know, I know. And I'm like years old, my mum and dad had fucking 20 kids by the time you're my age, and I need to actively make some life decisions. I know, like our parents' generation were like just so in such a different life to what we oh, are now. Yeah. We're just like an extension of childhood, aren't we? Oh Christ, yeah. I know. I mean, this. What's this? What is this? <laughs> Doing a podcast. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've got sidetracked slightly there, but I'm going to go. Yeah, Marvel. I suppose it is quite basic, but I'm going to go for Avengers. So. And, you, and are you going to put your favourite 
Marvel film forward, or are you just going to kind of throw it out there to the listeners and see what they come back with in terms of recommendations? Yeah, I want to see what people come back with. I've never watched one. I'm halfway through Iron Man, and it's largely inoffensive, so uh, why not? The, the fact that you're halfway through it, and we're doing this podcast, kind of tells me that you're not really enjoying it massively. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, it feels like it's Robert Downey Jr. taking down the Middle East, and it's kind of taking the world left, right, and centre. Um, all right, so we'll listen. And, and have you got time between now and next week's podcast to actually watch one of these Marvel films? If we get, oh, yeah. if we get the people's feedback and we get one that's suitable. I'm putting forward Avengers, but if there's one that kind of screams out, if there's a Marvel super nerd listening, then yeah. you, you've got to commit that you're going to watch it by the time we have the next other podcast. Right, it's a deal, yeah. And I can sell it to Rosie that way. Got to do it for the podcast yeah. we love. Sweet. Um, Okay, we've got some more regular footage chat and NFL chat, man, coming up later. But before we do, we've got a new feature. The new feature is, it's not a Biscuit World Cup. It's not food-related. And I know that the Biscuit World Cup, it was like Marmite. Some people absolutely loved it. Some people were just absolutely sick of it by the end. Oh, yeah. What we've got this time round is in the build-up to the festive season being next month, we have gone for a festive-themed Copperdale Christmas. Copperdale Christmas. I'd ideally edit something clever in here, but I don't think I will. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the Copperdale Christmas, we are going to decide the best Christmas song ever. And we're hoping that this is going to lift Christmas spirits. If you don't want to, if you don't want to commit to your favourite Christmas song, you don't want to hear us talk about it, then... You can just keep your negativity Get and don't, don't, don't show you in anymore. But we want best Christmas song. We've got between now and Christmas, I think, how many weeks have we got? Today, at the time of recording, is the 19th. And we're going to be doing one a week from now until Christmas. So we've got this week, next week, the week after. We've got another five weeks. So we're going to do uh, probably either semifinals or quarterfinals and then building up to a final. Yeah, and the 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 first week we're gonna go for mine and your favorite Christmas tunes. Heads against each other. Oof! Tell me through yours. Right, there is no question on what the best Christmas song is, and it absolutely is "Wham Last Christmas" from your cheesy synth at the start. The ding, 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 and it's got our Georgie with his lovely vocals. And it also reminds me of a childhood sweetheart who's got that extra bit of sentiment, sentimentality for me. Yeah, so uh, we've, we've, uh, back in our uni days, we used to have a little window where we used to, and Jim, Jim used to hate it. So we used to, <laughs> four, four of us lived in the flat, me and Holden used to get back for a night out and have a cheeky little fag out the window and just kind of get quite deep. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> last Christmas comes on and you really let all the emotion out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, we'd have a look and it'd be like, get, get over to that window. You yeah. Get, you get home from a night out, uh, uh, on the rare night out that we had where we weren't playing football manager every night. <laughs> um, maybe two in the morning and rather than go to bed, you go, fuck it. Get a beer door open. Let's get over <laughs> by the window. Jim absolutely hates it because his mum's complaining that his clothes smell of fags every time he goes on. <laughs> Good times. Um, but yeah, so we've got Last Christmas Wham. Obviously, the sentimental value. 
is a banging tune to hear. It organise what you're doing. Oh yeah. Oh, too late. I think that's going to be a popular option, and I thought long and hard about what I'm going to put up next to it. And for me, I don't. Again, I'm going to be really annoyed here because if this doesn't, I shouldn't even pull out because I'm going to bias the votes. For me, the <laughs> the the Christmas, the two best Christmas songs for me are the Pogues, New Hotel New York. Knew it. But recently, last few years, I've been really getting into a bit of Reggie Dwyer. John, step into Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, I love that. That is a banger. Um, so my entry is step into Christmas. So we, that's going to be our first round. We've got last Christmas by Wham against step into Christmas, Elton John. We're going to put it out to the people by a poll like we did with the other ones and then for the next few rounds we want to hear what's your favourite Christmas song we will be doing in the build up to Christmas a little vote like we had and there is a surprise here the winner of this competition will be played and recorded by myself and Holden in a Christmas special <laughs> rendition where we will in our Christmas special of the pod Play the People's Choice, the winner of the Copper Dog Christmas. Love it. All right. That's enough of the um, fancy schmancy. We need to get back into the footy now. And we've got a returning feature for you. Fancy five aside. Let's go. Yeah, it's managers who are crap at footy or who you believe to be rubbish at football. Oh, you are a bloody disgrace. Hey, bud. For missing the target from there, you want bloody shooting! Oh, it's crap! Oh, it's bloody rubbish! Rubbish! So, straight away, that's ruling out Arteta and Guardiola, because we both know that they were mustard. So, um Yes, I although, just quickly before, <laughs> don't put Arteta in the same bracket as Guardiola, as a player. Oh, yeah, oh, sh- oh God, oh, God, yes, but, like, I think, <laughs> without a doubt, they're two very good players. There's yeah. a few stinky managers knocking around where I think they've done well to get a certain level of success despite not being able to trap a ball properly. Do you know what I mean? Agree, yeah. It's not like if you're a world-class player, you get a world-class manager job, is it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Zidane's done all right in terms of transferring. I think there's a general thing, isn't there, with players who are too good finding it frustrating managing players who aren't as good as them. So you see it with like yeah. Roy, Roy Keane, Thierry Henry when you see him MLS and he's just hate nicks, they're all crap. Um, <laughs> so basically, yeah, five-a-side team with that, I'll go my first pick. My choice is Jürgen Klopp. He's crap. Who did he play for? He played for Mainz in the German I saw so, because that was his first manager job as well, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And he, he had this weird role where he was a centre-back or striker. And interestingly, he only ever scored goals from... Uh, free kicks or set pieces. So there's pictures, there's videos of him scoring like banging volleys and headers. That's the only time he scored and just looks a bit rubbish, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you look at him and he's a great manager. No one take that away from him, but he don't look, he doesn't look like a great footballer, does he? Mm. Lanky, uncomfortable. What's he, what was he doing when he was playing if he didn't have those glasses on? That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't understand. And then how he's managed to translate that into being an absolute elite manager just shows it's, it's not it's not important to have played the game. Um, who have you gone yeah. for? Well, I'm interested to find out. I don't know who you've picked. 
So my first choice is mainly off of something I saw going around recently on Twitter a few months back. Sean Dyche. So oh, Sean Dyche. <laughs> have you seen the thing? I can't remember what prompted this, to be honest, but there was something going around on Twitter and it was like, actually, I'll tell you what it was. It was in April, um, someone tweeted, today in 1997, Sean Dyche took a penalty exactly as you would imagine Sean Dyche taking a penalty. And I think it was because Testerfield playing Middlesbrough in the cup and maybe that was like... Oh, the the the, fic, the fiction that took place like twenty odd years ago, mate. If you've not seen this, you need to watch it. Sean Dyer just runs up to this penalty and absolutely swats it, <laughs> like Phil Mitchell banging or Grant Mitchell banging someone out in EastEnders. <laughs> um, um, and they nearly. I think this was like maybe in a. Let me find it. I think it was maybe in like a semi-final of the FA Cup for for the for Chesterfield, who were a lower league team playing against Middlesbrough, who were pretty decent at the time. So, Sean Dyche is my first one. Sean Dyche, God, yeah. Ugh. Um, <laughs> my next one, I've gone for Roy Hodgson. Now, not least now, he'd definitely be crap. And oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure if he, uh, did he... Did he play? He obviously played, but Christ, he doesn't doesn't look like he'd be any good, does he? Yeah, I'm going to have a look to see because I just can't imagine him... I, where where would you put him as a... It, positionally, where would you say he played? I'm going to look it up, if you had to guess. Winger? Right back? Oh. He was a moderate six... Moderately successful youth player with Palace, but was never able to break into the first team. Played non-league football for several years with Tunbridge and Gravesend and Norfolk. Oh, Christ. What position? Don't say Spoker. I don't even think they've got it on Wikipedia. <laughs> he didn't have a position. <laughs> he, 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 he completed his training to become a coach at the age of 23, which probably tells you all you need to know about his playing career. Oh, it's not for you this, Roy. And he's gone, oh, right, yeah, I'll be a manager. So it's not quite what we meant. Maybe stick to selling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he made 59 appearances for Gravesend and North Fleet. And that was it in terms of professional career. And somehow he was the England manager and the Liverpool manager. Albeit for not very long. And at some point he'll be the West Ham manager, surely. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but he'll probably not be it. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> Next one I'm going for is, this has got to be the ultimate of these. Although your, one, your fifth one is, I suppose, up there. Alex Ferguson. So, Alex, I know you're obviously never going to pick him because <laughs> you're not a fan. <laughs> but, who, who did he play? So, Fergie is a player. Play, well, actually, he did play for... He did, I mean, he did score a few goals up in Scotland. He did play for Rangers. Scored really? 25 goals in... In 41 appearances for them and scored 66 goals in 89 appearances for Dunfermline. Not that I'm counting. Um, <laughs> but obviously for a manager as successful as what he was with Manchester United over his almost 30-year career, uh, he wouldn't have dreamt of playing with the players that he managed, would he? Yeah, I think, I think if we, we can agree he's the best ever, if we just agree that now, then... Oh, yeah, yeah he is. 
Yeah, no, like I'm, 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 on your shelf, have you? Now he's gone. I'm a bit more, and we've won the league. I'm a bit more mellow. I can, I can accept it now. Um, you used to really hate him, didn't you? Oh, I, I, just, I just couldn't bear the fact that they, they were better than us. Couldn't, couldn't deal with it. Whereas now, <laughs> it's fine. I don't have to come up with these just, um, just justifications. But yeah, considering he's the best ever, he, he wasn't very good, was he? He was nose of down. No, yeah, so it wasn't necessary. Well, I'm going to say he was crap because he played in Scotland and Scotland's awful. <laughs> Fair. Gaza. Gaza um, wasn't like that. No, but he had a career outside of that. What are we going to go for for your final selection to make up the five-side team? Right, so amongst them, if they just find out whatever positions they want to play, we don't know where Roy plays. So Fergie's up top, Roy's just wherever he wants to be. Roman Rounds, not doing a different role, <laughs> unlike how he likes to play football. Um, he's just got to be at the back, isn't he? Oh, God, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and then, uh, because I, I, on good word, I've heard that apparently he was a goalie, uh, Jose Mourinho. Was he? Uh, well, he played in goal for Soccer Aid, if you remember that. Oh, yeah. So, I don't think he was a goalie, was he? Surely not. He I'm his eventual career as a midfielder. And uh, so, yeah, I am going to go for Jose Mourinho in goal. Because that's yeah, fine. He's playing goal for us. That's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I just wanted to make sure that he wasn't actually a goalie. I don't think so, but I do remember it's soccer aid him going in goal and thinking this is bizarre. Um, and I think even like in a soccer aid match, he was trying to like delay taking the goal kick and that. Just being Mourinho to the to a T. Yeah, he um he. I, I mean, do remember that now you say it like proper cringe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, horrid. <laughs> goalie gloves on. Um, yeah, just just interesting that like a modern manager, a manager who's still managing now, to have done nothing of note uh, in football himself, to have been so revered is that's an interesting one. But yeah, Mourinho. we spoke about it on a previous pod, like one of our earlier pods. We were saying about that kind of model that comes in now of like kind of club legend, then progress into manager status straight away, like with the Zidane model and how well they did in terms yeah. of getting Champions League, like unprecedented success in the Champions League back to back, winning the league title. Obviously, Chelsea trying to do it now with Frank Lampard. Nothing to date, but they look like they've got a decent team together. Um, and then, obviously, looking outside of that, Solskjaer, even though he's not a club legend. But as you say, it's kind of that doesn't seem to be the trend anymore, does it? Let's get Jose Mourinho in from wherever. I suppose he did win the Champions League with Porto, which is quite something. But yeah, I know. Joe, I've never, I've not really thought of that trend, but yeah, Perlo at Juventus. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Gerard, Lampard. Uh, do you know what? Wayne Rooney at Derby County now. That's a mad one. Is he, is he the manager? Philip Koku got has been sacked. So Wayne Rooney is currently oh. the standing manager. And Adam Hurry... Yeah, yeah. And Adam Hurry, the football cliches fella, has said it's the biggest nailed on this weekend. Um, uh, Derby to win 2-1 against Bristol. And a, a, commenta- a journalist to say to Wayne Rooney... Well, it's easy, this manager lock, isn't it? And, and Wayne Rooney's go, yeah, as I say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't realise that. But that was like, Koku's kind of brought in a Judas to do a little coup there, isn't it? Yeah, to you, Serpent. I mean, Christ, I don't want to see Wayne Rooney being a football man. Oh, maybe I do, actually. Yeah, I do want to see that. Would it? Yeah, he wouldn't have much to say, would he? But Come I, on, So is he planning on being a player manager or just manager? I think he's player manager, yeah, which is mad. 
Is he going to play himself? Surely, he's got to. Well, he's, yeah, yeah. I don't, I mean, that's a, <laughs> reading up on it, but yeah, he, I know he's the manager definitely, and he was one of their better players. So, yeah, he's done all right, hasn't he? Since he went now, I do. I mean, if you're a manager or even you know a player in that team, how much of the future can you rest your hopes on? Of when you've got someone that age playing every week and kind of that kind of level of mobility, but he's undoubtedly still got talent. I do like that player manager. It's a bit of a throwback, isn't it? I remember. I always remember as a kid, like Gianluca Vialli for Chelsea. I think Ruth Hill yeah. had a go as well, didn't he for Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. Didn't Gary Dennis have a go as well for Chelsea? Who did? Didn't Dennis Wise have a go as well? Maybe. I, I feel like. I feel like that's that. In my head, it feels like it happened if it didn't. I know Gary McAllister did it in um, Coventry, and like obviously I have to shout out Kenny Dalglish doing it at Liverpool, winning the double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of that's the other trend that's been moved away from massively. So it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. So yeah, we want to know, tweet us in at SlightFM or on Instagram, uh, managers that were awful football players for the fantasy five aside. Okay, we're going to talk about some footy now. I think since we last spoke, a lot has happened, albeit mostly international duty. I want to congratulate Scotland. So I sent a tweet out congratulating Scotland. Um, <laughs> mainly because if it does go ahead, and I really hope it does at some stage, England versus Scotland at Wembley is going to be absolute scenes. And I'm going to be there giving it the big one to all the sweaties in the away end. <laughs> oh, mate. I, I, uh, I I'm on the other side of it where I like I love Scotland, um, <laughs> absolutely love them. And oh mate, I I love now every now and then I go oh the on the sly yeah, podcast is tweeted and then and then it's some views <laughs> that I have zero agreement with and I think we definitely need to put these views do not represent the <laughs> holding everyone on the sly. <laughs> you lack the fighting views of accountability, but yeah. Um, no. I sent a congratulations tweet. So all I was saying is, well done. You've they've made the first international. They've qualified for an major international tournament for the first time in almost twenty years, which I think is some achievement, really. <laughs> when you class yourself as a footballing nation, you haven't been in an international tournament for the last twenty years. Then you really need to have a long, hard look at yourself. So I don't know if there's any Scottish people listening, but feel free to tweet us in some abuse, and we can have a little bit of banner on Twitter. And we'll smash you at Wembley next year. <laughs> and that's what I'm like. <laughs> I am, um, just in general, I've got to be honest, lockdown, lockdown to Electric Avenue and international duty, and it's just a bad combination. Right, yeah. It's just like, oh, mate, I've, I've got need, no interest. We need, like, it's been a long two weeks as it is, and I was thinking earlier, like, and I like internationals in terms of I like watching England play, but this has been a slog. And we need the Prem back, don't we? We do, especially... Do you know what? The other night, I, I whacked on England versus Iceland. Got five minutes in and just went, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather watch Ironman and get halfway through than watch that. <laughs> just uh, get me to, to, to tomorrow in one piece. Yeah, literally. I was just like, nah. It's just like... With with, uh, with no no fans in the ground and just watching that, uh, it's just oh, it was it was unbearable. What 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 score did that finish? Four 0 in the end. Bryce got his first goal for England, so yeah, so well, Deckers. 
I saw him tweet, oh, I've been waiting for that moment my whole life. I was like, oh, that's a bit of needle considering you played for an island. Yeah, if you're, if you're Irish, you're going to absolutely hate that. And fair play, I don't agree. You know, I've said this to people before. I love Declan Rice, but I don't agree with that in the workplace. No, I don't agree <laughs> with changing your team, your international team. You just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're like marketing yourself as like a nice, clean, uh, straight laced boy, and then yeah, and he does that. There's and I get it, like you know, if you do it under 21 level, but there should be a rule. And I think there is if you play a competitive match, but if you play any senior match, then you shouldn't be allowed to change, in my opinion. But I don't want to get into that because I end up having a row with some of my fellow West Ham fans about it. So I guess what we've got to look forward to the Premier's back this weekend. Couple of injuries for Liverpool. There is, and just what, like, I think I even said on this pod when we started, I said, I think because the, the limited pre season, the Premier League, despite the whole of Europe voting to have five subs, the Premier League thinking, no, we don't think our players need that, even though we play a League Cup and an yeah, FA Cup. But I have, to, I have to disagree with you on this because I don't, I don't think it's fair on the other teams to play five subs, personally. I just think, I think, from a point of view was, of there's no fans in the stadium and you're now seeing sides where, because it, it's not just unique to Liverpool, this, you, you just, the quality of the Premier League is being, is being compromised. It's, they can't play that many games in a short amount of time. And also, during the Christmas yeah, I suppose. period, during the Christmas period, you know, Burnley are going to have injuries. They, they've got a weakened squad anyway. Um, and I, I just think, I understand why them clubs voted for that, but I do just think like Liverpool at the minute have got uh, Trent, Robertson, Van Dijk, and Gomez out, who's our back four. Thiago out, Fabinho out, and they're all uh, they're all muscle injuries as well. They're all like you know a, a lot of them are muscle injuries even. Which but is then true. does that not say to you that I think personally, rather than having five subs, people should have to rotate their squads. I think, and I do think what you raise there is a fair point because Jurgen Klopp and Guardiola came out and argued about this, yeah. And then I looked, and both of them didn't use all three subs. Exactly, they had two subs in the game when they played each other. And I think that you know, if you're going to protect your players, don't play. If you're worried about fixture scheduling, don't play Van Dijk in every single game for 90 minutes. Give him a rest. And then you could say, oh, well, that's unfair because he's an integral part. Well, that's what everyone else is having to deal with, unfortunately. Do you know what I mean? And there's other teams where they don't have that kind of strength in depth. And obviously, Liverpool, to be fair, haven't built a massive squad in terms of depth at the back, especially. But then I think, well, that's where you get found out. Liverpool got extremely lucky in other years. They didn't have any injuries. Like I think when Liverpool won the league, who got injured in that team? Yeah, no, we've been... We've been I really, this is the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, no, sure. I think Liverpool have been all right at squad rotation. I just think now with this, like, completely, like, what's the word? Like, on a bigger scale, having to play more football. It's not just... That's the bigger issue here, though, isn't it? I think rather than five subs, it's like you can't actually genuinely... Like, I see, you know, anyone actually exercises... Not that I'm a professional athlete, because I'm not, but if you ever actually, like, put your body through it, say once a month or something you go out for like a really long run and you feel fucked but two days after is when you're hurting the most that's when like your recovery is needed 
Yeah. When you see teams that are having to go out and play on a Saturday after a Thursday and the managers are saying, this isn't right, this isn't humane, I do appreciate where they're coming from. And it's, not a math, it's not a case of, are they getting paid loads of money, they should be able to do it. It's a fact that the human body is only capable of a certain amount of exercise and a certain amount of like stress, I guess. So I do, I do sympathise with that. I just don't know if five subs... I think it's more a question for the authorities, really, and scheduling. Yeah, I think so. I, I, just, I just think my main thing was I was kind of like, I was like, oh, my God, Liverpool are going to be able to field no players against Leicester. And then I had to look at Leicester and the injuries they've got. And I was like, Christ, yeah. they're injury-ridden as well. And then I basically just thought, you know, what's the quality of this game going to be like? like when Liverpool played Man City the other day, combined the amount of injuries them two sides, oh, that wasn't a typical City. Like, we had Jared and Shaqiri come on and play centre-mid. I was like, is this... Is this as good as this game could be? And no one has wanted to, to give way on their competition. The League Cup's insisted it still has to play. The FA Cup still wants to play. Still want international friendlies. Still want the Nations League. Still want the yeah. Euro in 21. So just something's got to give. And what's given is all the players are dropping like flies. So, yeah. Yeah, I suppose when you put it like that, the five, the five subs might actually help that. I'm just not sure it will. Because you're still even if you have five subs, then you've still got what, at least six players playing 90 minutes and then you've still got most of them playing more than an hour a game. But, you know, we'll see. Getting back to the Prem, Liverpool, so Mo Salah's out. Salah went to his brother's wedding in Egypt and got the coronavirus. Because I've just gone on my fantasy team and I've been reading all this in the press not putting two and two together, but I've got Trent and Salah both out. Yeah, I've got so many out because Stanya for Leicester injured, all my Liverpool players injured. And Salah <laughs> went to Egypt, yeah. It might have to be a free hit, mightn't it? Yeah, I think so. But did you see Salah went to Egypt and there's videos of him just like at his brother's wedding with loads of people just dancing with his mask not on properly and he got coronavirus and he's currently in Egypt because he's not allowed to leave because he's got just, coronavirus. And I just think fucking hell, mate, so many could do with you out you acting the ghost. Yeah, and also just regardless of football, I mean, how stupid have you got to be to do that? And that's like, how selfish have you got to be? I know. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just going to go on holiday and just like, and I, I know it's a wedding, but you've got to kind of respect the rules of where you live as well. You're not allowed weddings here at the moment for more than like 15 people and no one's doing it. I just go there and be like, fuck it. That, and come back with coronavirus. I was so conflicted. I was thinking, oh, but it is, you know, his brother's wedding and he's, Mo Salah, I think Liverpool, on good faith, have maybe gone, go on, go. Just like, you know, don't don't be being a dickhead. And I think maybe because he's Mo Salah at a wedding, maybe everyone's flocked around him and he's gone, oh, fuck it. Because he doesn't drink anyway, does he? So I think it's like <laughs> found himself in a situation where that's happened. And he thought, oh, well, it's happened now. I'm going to have a bit of fun with it. But yeah, he's got coronavirus and we could do with him out, out, without him getting that. Wow, we've got so many injuries. Uh, who... Who's going to come in? If we're doing a little one to watch, little segue, then who are we going to try and say might be a good one to get in Liverpool this week, low value? Maybe Jordan Shakiri. Or Jota. I mean, Jota definitely will play. So, yeah, if you, and he's a goal machine. So, yeah, he will come in on the right. But I think, uh, I don't know if Fabinho and Thiago are back. And Milner will have to play right back for Alexander Arnold. And Christ me, or you might have to play centre back. So I think Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think Shikari could come in and, and maybe do bits, but yeah, to gamble. All right. 
um, in terms of the other fixtures, we've got West Ham have got Chef U on Sunday. So, you know, Chef U are struggling, but then this is one of those games where it's just set up for us yeah. to lose. Like, we do so well. It is, isn't it? Like, yeah, West, love West it. West Ham just absolutely smash it. Like, get the win against Fulham last minute, get all the good results against the big teams. And then you've got Chef U, who are just like so bad, and we'll end up losing. Mate, can I, I just say, was it against you that that penalty happened? Oh, mate. Adam, I look, man, yeah. Oh, my How God. bad is that? That is awful. It's rare that you see a foul Penenka. Usually, if someone's got the balls to do a Penenka, they nail it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to back yourself because the, the repercussions are awful. What was he doing? So when you do... I mean, I felt, I felt a bit sorry for him, personally. Because I thought, oh, you know, like that is just that is just horrible. But then I watched um, on West Ham website on the Monday, Fabianski was going absolutely sick in his face afterwards. Oh, like screaming! <laughs> I was like, oh, it, it, it probably is disrespectful, though, isn't it, to Penenka? So he probably thought you. They asked as well, like on the yeah, West Ham yeah. website, the the interview. They were like, oh, um, like, what do you think about penalty? like the Penenka don't see it all the time and he was like yeah well I've, I've never seen one that bad and it was just like oh. laughing like he just didn't and, and I, I think Fabianski always comes across as quite a nice guy but yeah, he didn't yeah. hold anything back for Lookman so I don't know if there was a bit of needle before that but yeah, made yeah. for good viewing and also at that point we do, we'd only just scored as well to so go ahead and that was like the last kick of the game pretty much so yeah absolute killer for Fulham and Scott Parker, they've got Everton at home this week. So that'll be a big test for them. Oh. There's no easy games in this league as far as Fulham are concerned, is there? They don't really have a lot of quality at the back. Obviously, going forward, they've got Mitrovic, but I don't think Mitrovic would get into many kind of top half teams, to be honest, even though he's got something about him. Other games, you've got Leeds, Arsenal. I think that could be a good one. Leeds, obviously, looking to bounce back after they've kind of Heated out a little bit after a good start. I think that Arsenal was a cracking game. Arsenal struggling as well. I don't think Arsenal, like, Arsenal had a couple of decent results, but I don't think I've seen, obviously, they just got spanked by Villa just before the international break, yeah. as did Liverpool, to be fair. But yeah, I don't yeah. think I've seen Arsenal play well. Like, Arsenal beat Man U 1 0, and you, you beat a poor Man U side, and it's like you could be beating anyone in the Prem. That's not really saying much. Yeah, I think they I think they've got something Arsenal where like they've got the third most possessions or like passes in the league and only creating like the thirteenth most uh, chances in the league, which says a lot about around kind of this high structure. He's come in and made and basically said this is exactly what everyone's got to do at what time where they need to be. I think he's wanted wanted to make them not beatable, but in the process, you know, something's got to give, and I think what has given is creativity for how rigid it is, and I think they're suffering with. Um, yeah, I think they're trying to make Lacazette be something that he isn't necessarily suited to. But Arteta's saying system, system, system. I don't care who the players are. So again, it's quite clearly a project there for Arsenal. It's going to be over a period of time. Arteta getting the players in, but I think right now you see in the kind of the sticky stage where it's not quite. You yeah, know, I completely yeah. agree. Like their biggest weakness has potentially been like the last few years. They're, I mean, they've had a few weaknesses, but one of them being their record against the top six. They've always been bottom of that top six yeah. table. So he's probably trying to address that, make them harder to beat, as you say. But then he's losing out on what was probably their greatest strength going forward. Um, I mean, we said at the start of the season when Aubameyang was listed as a midfielder on fantasy football, that that's got to be an absolute shoe-in to success. Because 
he was what tired for the golden boot last year. Yeah. And then when you actually watch them play, he's basically playing as a wing back. Yeah. And that's your best attacker. And you're playing what Lacazette up front on his own. He's not a lone striker. And I mean, looking at their results, they got they beat Sheffield United two one. Everyone's beat Sheffield United so far this season. You beat them by one goal. They lost one nil to Man City. You could argue that's progress, but you're still losing the game. Yeah. Lost one nil at home to Leicester. They beat. Oh no, they they beat Man U one nil, and then they lost last week or the week before international to Villa 3-0. And they're not scoring many goals, which has been kind of their biggest success. But obviously they're conceding less, but the results aren't going their way. So I think they've got a lot of work to do. Get a Bamiyang out your fantasy team, lads. He's chewing up You've got to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bombed him out. And to be honest, disappointing because I thought that was... They obviously knew something that we didn't on that. Yeah. And I guess looking at the fixtures before we move on to a bit of NFL... They're probably the game of the week has got to be Spurs Man City, 5 30 Saturday night. Yeah. Get a few beers out for that one, get a takeaway in, get I'm, it delivered at half time. Defo, lad. I am bu- Do you know what? I don't know why, but I am buzzing for that game. It's all, there's been some cracking goals in that game over the years. And I fancy Spurs at 2 to 1, you know, unless there's some. No, something like 2 to 1, yeah. I saw them at 2 to 1. Unless there's something that I don't know. Like a mad injury, but I know City have got injuries. I could see Tottenham winning that game, and especially Mourinho's got the added advantage of he can shit out it at home all he likes because there's no Tottenham fans in the stadium going bloody hell, we're playing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How toxic fan base chat the other week. He might, and do you know what? I would agree. It's you know teams don't want to see the side play that Mourinho Mourinho ball at home. But I could see Mourinho going unfettered Jose Mourinho on Man City at Tottenham. And I think that, like, today, and this is going to annoy a few people, but today, Guardiola just got an extension at Man City. Guardiola has not done a good job at Man City for me. I'm sorry. He, there was that one season where they broke all the records and they were amazing and they won the league and they set the record for the amount of points in one season. And they were incredible. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's a bad manager. I don't think he is at all. But if you judge Man City's success, you have to factor in European success. It's what their owners have wanted as part of the last 10, 15-year project that they've done. And he hasn't delivered. And it's not been like, oh, you know, he's had a really tough draw. He lost to fucking, who was it last year? The French team. Oh, Leon, yeah. 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 I mean, that was like the biggest opportunity. He even said before the, ga- before the game, this is like, I was telling my players, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to win the Champions League. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah, but but you, you have to go out if you're Man City, you have to go out there and beat them. Yeah. And then in the Prem, you know, obviously Liverpool have been pretty good last year, but Man City weren't even close. And I'm not taking anything away from Liverpool on that. But when Man City were the best team by a long way that year, Liverpool were still up there with them and only a couple of points off. Man City never challenged Liverpool's title bid last year. No. And this year, the way they've started, I don't think they're gonna this year to whoever goes for it which is probably Liverpool, but potentially other teams as well. They, they don't, to me, look... You look at the recruitment, and whether that's Guardiola's fault or not, the recruitment in defence hasn't been good enough. Oh, yeah. You could say, like, Ferran Torres looks like he will be a great player, and he obviously just smashed it for Spain against Germany. But realistically, who have they brought in since even the year when they won it with the Aguero? Like, yeah. You still look at the core of that team and that's still all of their best players. He's not given Foden enough of a chance for me. Yeah. He says Foden's like the best player he's ever had. He plays him for Foden, five minutes. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, for me, I don't think he's done a very good job there. And I think that yeah. 
it, they need to seriously look at that. And I, I'd, I'd get rid of him personally. Yeah, I think it's like no one's doubting that season when he got the 100 points. But in terms of looking for a kick on or maintaining from there, they've sort of fell off a cliff. And I think there was a stage where at any point, if you had right, combined 11, Liverpool, Man City, at any point over the past five years, you're probably picking eight City players, maybe a couple of yeah. um, what, a couple of Liverpool players. Yeah, get like Salah, Salah in there, maybe Mane or whatever, yeah. Van Dijk, that's it. You go through now, man for man, a fit Liverpool side, a fit City side, it's almost flipped where you're having eight Liverpool yeah. players, a few Man City. And I don't know how they've managed to get that recruitment so bad. Like the Man City, they've got an unlimited amount of resources. They can attract anyone. They can pay whatever wages. And they've somehow managed to get worse. I don't really... That's what I mean. And I, I don't, it's not a case of they haven't brought anyone in. They've brought people in, but have they had the impact? Like... When you look back at a prime Fernandinho a few years ago, even, say, Rodri, and Rodri's not a bad player, and he looks like he's coming good, but how long is it taking Rodri to get to anywhere near the level that Fernandinho was when he was in his prime a few years back? Yeah. And the same for pretty much any position where they've had, even De Bruyne, who's not that old, he, he can't parry it on his own anymore. Like, he used to have around him, he used to have David Silva and Yaya Torre. Who, how, who have they play, replaced David Silva with? Now, you could say Foden will be a long-term replacement, but he's not playing Foden every game at the moment. And that's, for me, where there's, like, some of it's recruitment, some of it is game management. Even that game when they lost to Leon, they played, like, Gundogan and Rodri and four defenders. You're playing against a much weaker opponent. Why are you playing basically six at the back? Yeah, they look blunt against West Ham. It's, until Foden came on, they just looked blunt. Like, like yeah, 100%. Backing well, that's all. Yeah, Even I, like Sane, they brought him in and then got rid of him. I mean, I'm not... And obviously, there were other issues there where he was, like, not the best person for the dressing room or whatever, which is fine. But when you see him play, he, you know, he made an impact. Mm. What, what have they got now? Like, Mares doesn't do it enough for me, yeah. for Man City. Like, he's a quality player, but in their system, he doesn't fit in. And I think Aguero, with all of his injuries... Whoever comes in, Jesus or anyone else, they don't seem to have that same goal-scoring record with the same impact. But we'll see how it goes this season for them. He's obviously they're obviously got faith in him, and he's been given a new deal. And it, I hope that they do well, so that it's not as boring as what it was before. Um, all right, so we've got some NFL before we move on to the tip of the week and then close out. So NFL, how are them Bengals doing? Let's go. They're not doing too good, to be fair, mate. They, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm. This is what I signed up for, but like, I, yeah, I've, done, is... I've, I've given myself hope in terms of. I wanted to get into the NFL, so I chose a team on on this podcast, and I, 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 I am a bit like, oh God, I'd like them to win a game because I am quite emotionally, <laughs> I'm emotionally invested in them now. Um, so they were playing, you do get that, don't you, with the NFL? You do get quite attached quite quickly. do, yeah, it's mad, yeah. I'm, I'm, I really am attached to them. And you played Pittsburgh, who, fair enough, they're 9-0, 10-0, whatever now. Oh, yeah, yeah, fucking hell, they absolutely spanked them, right? Yeah, they just, honestly, they couldn't get... They were just, I, I fe- I've heard a lot in the NFL about them talking about how important their down is. Um, oh, mate, yeah. And, like, when, and when they're like, oh, you know, they carried for 4.5 yards a run. And I'm like, that's crap. And then, I, and then I'm like, oh, I see, like, you know, they you could... You need to get 10 and 4. Yeah, that's what I mean. And, like, 
and like the Bengals against the Steelers would have like three stabs at trying to move the ball forward one yard like that, and it's just they're down and they're kicking it, and it's oh fourth down and they're kicking it. It's Do you know like, what though? Oh. It's like it's similar with the Bears at the moment. I think that both teams have got like an awful O line, and the Bears is shit O line anyway, mm. but they've got a load of injuries, so it's like really really bad. And Nick, we talked about Big Dick Nick before, but um. Big Dick Nick isn't the best quarterback in the world in terms of consistency. And when you've got a crap O-line in front of him, he's just getting pressure. He has to throw it quickly. He doesn't make it to the receiver. And then when you run it every time, they just know you're going to run it. It's just like an endless cycle. I feel like the Bears are going through a similar thing with the Bengals. Just quickly. He wasn't great. We can Big Dick Nick. He overthrew a few, didn't he? Yeah, there were a few where, and, and you know, with someone like him, I think you need to be getting him the protection because when yeah. he comes, he come, he's hot and cold. So you need the consistent protections. And when he runs hot, you need to be like getting him the opportunities because yeah, he will yeah. run cold other times. And that might be the only throw he gets all game. But with the Bengals, just a shout out to my man, Chase Claypool for Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Um, well, I think I spoke about it before, but I'm going to do it again. And every time he scores a touchdown, he got two touchdowns for the Steelers. So he's probably going to get rookie of the year. And I was saying to the boys this time last year, or earlier than last year, when I went to the Notre Dame game, um, went to watch Notre Dame play, and Chase Claypool is an absolute beast. Yeah. So shout out to Chase Claypool. I had a bet on him. I had him to get a, a touchdown and 100 yards um, passing receiving yards. We didn't get it. 100, yeah, the 100 yards. Because he, at the moment, as a rookie, he's kind of coming in and out quite a lot. But yeah. he, is, uh, he is getting touchdowns. So, Bengals this week have got Washington. So, that's a huge game. Very Washington are pretty pissed. Yeah. Got to be expecting to win that or at least hoping to win that. Oh, yeah. My new double each week is going to be Liverpool minus one, Bengals to win. <laughs> that's gonna be a lot yeah, of I like that. a lot of money down the drain. Um yeah, I, I think that's a winnable game. The the Washington football team, man, they they're a bit like kind of in that New York bracket, very similar to the Bengals, so they're all kind of capable of beating each other. So um, I I think that might be a game where Joe Burrow uh, what's yeah, I think yeah, I think I agree with you. I think I might actually we'll come on to a start here for the week in a minute, but I think Bengals are going in for me. Yeah, yeah, because you know they beat the the Titans, didn't they? And they're, they're no mugs. So I, uh, I would like. I think the Bengals. Like you might see Joe, um, Joe Wicks, Joe. Uh, what's he called? <laughs> Joe Burrow. Um, or you might see him cooking. Um, I, I might see him <laughs> on him. Him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have a few bets on him to get over a certain amount of yards or whatever as well. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Well, quickly. For anyone who's listening to this segment who doesn't keep an eye on the NFL like we clearly do, I wanted to just ask you right now, who's hot and who's not for you in who's the NFL? Who's hot and who's not? Um, so you've got it's got to be for who's not, and I hate to say this, it's the Bears. The Bears. Yeah, um, far down, um, haven't they? Well, yeah, we, we've been saying this for a while that this might happen, but essentially the Bears were what, 5-1, and one, I think it was, with one of the best records in the whole NFC. Yeah. And I was really, really disappointed with them losing to the Vikings this week. Yeah. That is a game that I think you have to win if you've got playoff aspirations. Yeah. We've now gone from 5-1 and one to 5-5, five and five, so we've lost the last four in the bounce. And some of them, you know, the Rams, bit of a bad matchup for us. The Saints, they're a good team. We lost in overtime. Fine, you can excuse it. The Titans... 
they they're still a good team, having a good year. They've got Derek Henry, the Vikings. You can't excuse for me. So I think that was massively disappointing. And also the Vikings are now only one win off of the Bears' record, which yeah. they were one and five, I think, before. So they're really not hot. And I think in terms of who's hot. The Vikings are on a good roll, but I'm not going to say them because I don't like them. I think that your, I mean, your your choice for who's hot is probably the hottest team in the league. Is probably. Yeah. Oh no, you haven't got them. Sorry, I'm, it's got to be the Steelers for me because they just absolutely trounce everyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely a Super Bowl contender. That like nine and zero. Nine and zero. The only team still unbeaten. Yeah. Okay. I, although I'm staying well clear of Pittsburgh in terms of things revert to the mean. They have got a quarterback who's got two broken knees running around the pitch. I, I feel at some point someone might just whack them. And my um, In terms of uh, who's hot for me, I've gone for the Rams. I really rate the Rams. I think they've quietly got quite a good def- uh, defence, good at running the ball. Um, and you get good odds on them on a bet. I think they're quite a, a good little side. And they beat um, who did they beat? The Seahawks, didn't they? Yeah, they beat Seahawks, which very much is who's hot and who's not. Essentially, you've got a situation where they've got who, who someone who could be the MVP in Russell Wilson. He's got an absolutely crap side, so they're getting in a shoot off every week. And Russell Wilson's in a in a position where he's having to throw the ball and play more risky passes to try and constantly get points back. So you've seen him, uh, a lot of his passes getting picked, a lot of them getting sacked because their, um, their d- defence is awful. It's crap. Um, so I think, I think this weekend the Seahawks have got... Um, who, is it the Cardinals? They've got the Cardinals. That's going to be a shootout as well, to be honest. It, is, it really is. And, oh, I'll tell you what, the Cardinals... That's going to be a good game. That's actually tonight. That's actually Thursday night football, man. Is it? So, I, I've got them on my bet. I mean, if Rose is away, obviously you've got work tomorrow, but 120 kickoff. <laughs> Straight after Infinity War. Don't tempt me, darling. Yeah. I'll, I'll go Infinity War, NFL, <laughs> and straight into uh, Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Sicky, cheers. <laughs> no, absolutely not. This is recorded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think we're going to have to do a slight tip of the week and then wrap up for the week. So, Owen, so what's your tip of the week? Um, I have gone for an NFL hacker. Um, okay, I'm going to go for the uh, Browns to beat the Eagles. The Eagles are atrocious at the minute. Um, the Patriots have just started picking up a bit of form. It looks like Belichick's kind of gone right. Cam Newton's piss. Let's just do something to try and win games. Um, Cardinals to beat the Seahawks. Um, if it's a shootout, I back the Cardinals' defence. Wow, they, okay. they beat the Buffalo. That's going to be that's going to be done by the time this pod goes out. But you can stick ah. with it anywhere. Yeah, so I'll take take that. Out. Oh, I'll just let you know that's in my bet. Um, going to do the uh, Vikings, who've been coming to a bit of form, to beat Dallas, obviously because the uh, Cowboys are atrocious. Um, and. The one way you're going to see value is the Rams to beat Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay are fabs, but Rams are in a good bit of form and I back them. All right, so you've got Rams, Browns, Patriots, Cardinals and Vikings. That's it. I'm going to go for the Saints to beat the Falcons. All day for me. They lost Drew Brees Um, on the weekend. What's that? They lost Drew Brees on the weekend. That's fine by me. I think the Falcons are pissed. Yeah, yeah. And I think the Saints are a good team. Um, 
and that will just boost the value. Then I'm going to do Panthers to beat the Lions because I think that the Lions are absolutely piss. Yeah. Then I'm going to do the Dolphins to beat the Broncos. Dolphins are actually half decent this season, which is kind of weird. They could have um, been hit by who's hot. Yeah. They, they are they are hot. And I'm going to do the Chargers on the handicap. Whatever the handicap you're seeing is around evens, do it for the Chargers to beat the Jets because Jets are awful. And um, Herbert, at quarterback for the Chargers, is a very good quarterback. And I think right. this is he's going to be like... When you see those, even if you see those requests the best this week, where it's like throwing over 300 yards, throwing over three touchdowns, that's going to be the week for Herbert, I think. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So have a look at that. So I've got the Dolphins, the Chargers, the Saints, and the Panthers. And Herbert requested it. Love it. Right, I think that's all we've got time for this week. I'm going to finish off this little IPA and be a little bit woozy <laughs> let us know what your Christmas Dell uh, Copperdale Christmas selections are on Twitter at Sly FM and on Instagram we'll put the poll out there keep it on the slide